0: Isaac Morehouse. Welcome to the podcast, where we discuss education, entrepreneurship, big ideas, how to put them into practice in the real world, and above all, how to live free.
1: You have good recording software. It doesn't make me sound like a like a', we're, a ten, like a I don't know three year old jackass
0: <laughs> We're recording right now. yes, we are you realize that. I know. You just said a swear. Oh
1: wait, is this the official thing? This is. It. Star- this is. Back no, no, in the no, no. saddle again. Let, can we start over? Can no, we this start- is
0: this is the witty banter that people no, want not. to hear. No. This makes us relatable.
1: Dad. No, come on. You didn't even have your intro.
0: The intro gets edited in later. Oh. I've got people for that. Okay. <laughs> I've got a guy from Canada. I've got an international You should at least
1: say hello to the audience. All right.
0: Well, I was getting to that, but this way it's like in media res in Latin, which it's like you begin in the middle. You start, you're dropped right into the middle of the action. (laughs) Great. All right. So I am back with my most popular guest of all time. Why? And it's not even close. Mm -hmm. If I go look at the stats on the podcast, which I try not to do because- I just usually am reminded that my mom is the only <laughs> audience member. Um, it, I'm I'm being self-deprecating. I I'm know. trying to sound I humble. Know you're being really, sure. I have a huge audience. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. So, so the most popular episode by far was interview with or what's it like to be an unschooler with uh, NL Morehouse, right? And that was mm-hmm. what two years ago. Yep, you were ten yeah, at the time, I was 10. and I did interviews with you on the blog uh, when you were eight and nine as well. We got we got like a variety show lined up today. We're just going to talk right. about a bunch of different stuff. Does that sound good? All right. Your game for anything. Now that you've already sworn on the air, it's like it can't go anywhere downhill from here. Right?
1: I don't even know what that means. All right, can we can we just okay? This intro right. is let's, really long.
0: Let's start. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say <laughs> that Nolan, aka NL Morehouse, my son, is. A bit of a threat to me. That's why I haven't brought him back all this time. Because oh. you're more popular than I am. I get a little bit sensitive about that. <laughs> you're like my kryptonite. <laughs> but here we are. I'm taking a risk. This is dangerous for me. So it's like Top Gun. I can see that this is dangerous. Except I
1: don't know the, anything about Top Guns. So. Again,
0: another reason why you're a threat to me. I don't even know how we can be related. All right. So oh. let's jump right into uh, something that we were discussing recently. Um You decided this year, despite the fact that we are not uh, of any form of Spanish or Latino heritage, to celebrate Day of the Dead. uh, How did that come about? Why would you decide to do that?
1: Hmm. Let me think. It wasn't really any specific point, I guess. I mean, I, I, I just sort of grew out of Halloween, I guess. I don't know. I... Making a costume didn't really have any appeal to me anymore, and if all all it was in it for me was, you know, getting diabetes, then um, <laughs> it's
0: pronounced diabetes.
1: Diabetes. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like it, it wasn't worth my time. I mean, Christmas really it really celebrates something important, and you know that's that's giving. I I just feel like there there were. There's other things that need to be celebrated in the form of holidays that aren't given full justice. Like, I don't know. And, and death is is a really important thing that shouldn't be ignored as much as it is or the afraid of. People shouldn't be afraid of as much as they are. And I felt like Day of the Dead is more equal to Christmas and that it celebrates something important and it's just a little more than just running around, getting candy.
0: Um, what is, so being more comfortable with death, not being as afraid of it. Yeah. Do you think Halloween plays that role in some way? Mm.
1: Well, you were telling me this earlier that for a lot of people, like, you know, since the Western region is more of afraid of death, you're saying a lot of people's outlet is Halloween where they, we all dress up in like gory outfits and stuff but i i don't know personally i don't really i don't really see that i mean maybe it, it it is derived from a few parts of day of the dead it's more of a a combination of few holidays mainly being all saints day but i don't know
0: so you just felt like you want to see more Meaningful, yes. Celebrations that are not quite as surface level, and you felt like Day of the Dead would be a has a little bit of a deeper and richer tradition than something like Halloween.
1: Halloween is like the Thanksgiving of Day of the Dead.
0: <laughs> Wait, okay. Oh, so like Halloween is to Day of the Dead as Thanksgiving is to Christmas.
1: Okay, Fraser. Is that what you mean? Uh-huh.
0: What, what, why is that, Frasier. <laughs> That's, that's the way, by the way, questions are worded on, I can't remember if it's the ACT or SAT. And there's a name for that type of question. Now I'm forgetting, but, um, where it's like X is to Y as B is to C and you have to like fill in the blank. So I just be glad I never had to take either of those tests. And, uh, I guess you won't either unless you really want to. Cool. (laughs) You're already bored. (laughs) Oh, okay. Let's move. Let's move on to something. Um, did you feel, by the way, did you feel like your day of the dead celebration was a success? Mm,
1: it was a success in that I learned what I was doing wrong, but you know, I what's know, that
0: like, being alive?
1: No, no. <laughs> it was what, that I, what did you do wrong? I was looking for traditions that weren't my own and you know, at least I have somewhere to start. I have to really make it my own in order to give it the same sent- <clears throat> same sentimental value that Christmas has.
0: So you just kind of realize that since nobody else here in South Carolina, yeah. or very few, really celebrate this, that it was hard to generate the same kind of sentiment and interest and death. Exactly. Do you feel like you're you're appropriating someone else's culture? <laughs> um how dare you try to celebrate <laughs> No, what do you think of that argument? Like, do you, do you think there's merit in that when people say like, well, this is somebody else's culture and tradition. You have yeah, no business.
1: I don't really agree with that at all. I, it's, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it belongs to anyone. You know, I, if I, if I find value in this, I think I should be able to use it.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm on, I'm on par with you there. I mean, you know. I understand people being offended by certain things. I never want to try to offend someone. But at the end of the day, man, everything is a remix, right? Sure. Okay. I got to ask you a question. I've never been able to figure this out. Maybe you have some thoughts on it. Why has Marvel been able to move its stories into the cinematic universe with such amazing success and make some just movie after movie after movie? Stop
1: you there, you raging ageist. You think just because I'm 12, I know all about superhero movies?
0: What? (laughs) Oh, now they're like, how do you escape when you've been called an ageist or racist or whatever? There's nothing I can say that won't dig me deeper into the into the hole. Let's just let's just um, pretend that you never made that accusation, or I could just embrace it. You know what? I am an ageist. I'm an a. I am a raging ageist.
1: (laughs) You're a raging anti. Youngite. I don't know.
0: So, but but seriously, besides the Dark Knight trilogy, which is sort of separate, it's kind of its mm-hmm. own little thing, like Batman versus Superman, ugh, the new Justice League trailer looks the like animation the worst thing. It looks worse than Power Rangers.
1: Early 2000s animation. That's what it was. That's,
0: that sounds really recent to me. But I guess that's pretty old, like, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. Like Spy Kids animation. But, but what, do you,
0: what do you think we're wrong? Do you think DC just doesn't have as rich of a cast of characters and stories to draw from? Or did they? is there something fundamentally flawed in the way they're going about trying to translate it to cinema? And why has Marvel done it so well?
1: Mm, that's a really good question. I think... I think DC, as a company, is just starting to die and starting to... Um, fade out of relevance. I mean, both Marvel and DC have this problem, but, like, what, what, the problem I'm about to mention. DC, like, I don't know. It's trying way too hard to stay relevant, and that's really annoyed me. It's really drawn me away from it personally. They, like, they're randomly turning, like, Batman into, like, a, a like, homosexual which, it's not that I'm against homosexuality. It's that Batman just isn't. It
0: just feels, He just is it straight. It feels desperate. Like yeah. I to mean, just... Batman
1: isn't a homosexual. It's actually a different character, but still.
0: Oh, okay. So you like... can't...
1: These characters have a history of being straight. Introduce a new character, you know? You just... You can't just suddenly switch them. They just aren't that. You can't mold them with the times. And this is a problem that, you know... Marvel has to Iron Man's a black woman now that is a real thing
0: well, so this brings up a good question because this is something I talk with Chris Nelson about in re- in regards to Star Wars as well, yeah, because when you're telling a story that's like these superhero stories are now kind of modern myths and they've got they've got sort of a life of their own and each individual author that comes to do. There's sort of like a game where you're allowed to take it in a new direction, but like you can't go too far. Yeah. So how do you how do you balance that? Do you think we can never have a, you know, uh, really old Tony Stark or uh, Tony Stark who's blind or a different race? Or could we could we retell the origin story of Batman or Superman in a new way? Like how how much can you deviate and make it your own? And how much do you have to sort of stay within the canon?
1: That's a really good question. Um, I'm actually not against characters like, you know, in comics getting older and getting replacements. But, you know, I feel like there's not enough of a transition. It's too spontaneous.
0: So what about like the origin story? What if you did a reboot of a and gave a superhero a different origin? Off, off limits? Um,
1: not not really, I, I don't know. I think the the changes that are really the big problems are the ones that are obviously directly related to um modern like modern viewpoints and uh, people
0: so so maybe it's not so much what you do, but maybe there's an element of why you do it.
1: Yes, why you do it. So That's like an artist who's
0: just really intrigued by what would happen if we reframed Batman in this way, it may be risky, it may or may not work, but there's something that feels less off-putting about it than, like, okay, guys, let's look around and pull <laughs> the young kids today and see what they're into, and mm. then let's slap that on top of one of our characters. Yeah,
1: it just, it doesn't work. Um, But back to the movies, which okay, I really, sorry. I really strayed away from. I, I, I don't know. I think that DC might just be losing money, but, no, I have no idea. They, they, they're like, they're an industrial tank. I mean, <laughs> still, they, yeah,
0: that often- With the
1: animation of Justice League, it's either that they, it's either that they're losing money, or more likely that they just they they don't care. Isn't anymore. it funny
0: how that happens? Once upon a time, only the wealthiest production company could afford CGI like that. And mm-hmm. today it's associated with, oh boy, that's all, like, they, all they can it's afford. It's like Sharknado. <laughs> um, do you think maybe it's just a superhero movie overload in general? So even the Marvel movies, which yes. have all been really, it's like, I kind of, there was something special about them being rare. And now it's kind of like,
1: They're all I can't over.
0: even keep up. I still yeah. haven't even seen the latest Spider-Man. I'm interested, but I'm almost exhausted. By that something.
1: is That is perfect. In fact avengers the concept has like really infected movie media now like oh you also, mean like
0: bringing all the characters yeah, together into a and single ton- giant tons and taco of salad of a movie <laughs> taco salad. I hope that's not cultural appropriation t- t- tons of
1: <laughs> movies want to like have individual movies about all their characters and then bring them together in some epic fight against a villain no one cares about it see it's this formula that too many people are using. I don't know. It's like in fact, you know that new movie, The Tom Cruise The Mummy? Uh-huh, all right, so that is part of a um series they're coming up with.
0: Well, there was like three mummies before with Brandon Fraser.
1: Um, well, with Brendan Brandon. no only there was only one with no, there Brendan d- Fraser then there were the two black and white movies before that
0: no 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 there was there was there was at least two with Brendan Fraser
1: no All common right, we're, misconception you know no, we're gonna look common misconception no up right now. we've got the
0: internet oh this is
1: ridiculous oh we don't ugh
0: Brandon is it oh it, it is Brendan with an E okay nice. we're looking it up The Mummy okay and let's see if there's a There's
1: not Um, another one.
0: Oh, come on. There's got to be. Hold on. Hold on. No,
1: there's two. The
0: Mummy production. We're on Wikipedia here. Um, Say something else to keep people entertained while I look this up.
1: Well, just just to restate my fact, there are four Mummy movies. There were two black and white ones, which I guess are seen as masterpieces. And then there's the Brendan Fraser one. And now there's the Tom Cruise one that's part of the uh, Monster Avengers movies they're making.
0: Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. The Mummy's box office performance led to numerous sequels and spinoffs. The sequel, The Mummy Returns, oh. was released, and that had the same two characters. And then uh, a prequel, The Scorpion King, and then The right. Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Okay. And then The okay. Scorpion King 2. Okay. So there's been like five.
1: All right. You're right. Yes. Is, what, what, are, is that, wait a minute. Is all right, that the but those first are, time no, you've ever said those I'm are, right? Those are part of their own series, so I'm going to consider them one. Uh,
0: okay. So let's just redefine things so that we can both be right. Uh, wait, what, is that what we're doing? Okay. Then, so, what we, so what was your original point?
1: Then, that- there's too much Avengers in the world. There's too much, not e- not just like the Marvel characters, too much Avengers set up, too many superhero plot lines going on.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I feel like there's so many, the comic book, and especially now that I've seen, you've got some of these like encyclopedias of yeah. characters. They, each character has so much backstory and whatever that, like the Netflix it's series on Daredevil is amazing because it's all about just Daredevil. And then they bring in Punisher and Electra a little bit. And it's good, but it loses a little something. And now, like, I guess they're going to do one where they, like, bring all of them together. Oh, and they
1: already did it. And it, it has, like...
0: So I haven't seen that. Awful I
1: would reviews. much rather have
0: a whole bunch of individual shows, even though Luke Cage was very badly made and almost unwatchable. But I'd rather have individual movie show stories. And same with, like, what you were saying about... You know the Batman movies that have multiple villains in a single movie. It's like you don't you don't get time to really dive into. one. Well, I didn't one. say
1: that in this.
0: No, movie. I know, yeah. but you said that to me. Yeah,
1: earlier. I don't like that. It's really difficult. Like we we just watched um,
0: the, the Dark
1: Knight. Batman
0: Begins. The Batman
1: Begins, the first, um, which I've
0: been like telling Nolan, like this is gonna be a you gotta really, watch. These are the greatest I didn't movies. Like it. And he was like, meh, I like the <laughs> Tim Burton version better."
1: Yeah, I like the which Tim shocked
0: Burton. me. Why? Why is that?
1: Because the Tim Burton version is see. Batman is dark. No, yes, he's very No one
0: shall ever speak ill of Christopher Nolan or anything he hath produced.
1: <sighs> Batman is dark. Yes, but th- there's a bit of absurdity there. Like Tim Burton is a very weird gothic person, which makes him perfect for Batman because Batman isn't entirely just like darkness and even the-, the song from the Lego no, movie comes-, <laughs> yes, comes to mind. But there's like there's a weird, wacky undertone that isn't necessarily cheery, but more like more like a creepy weirdness. So I don't know.
0: There's sort of two ways to to take a comic book and to put it into believable cinematic form. <laughs> Cause we're talking about people who wear like tights and yes. bat ears, right? So to make that believable there's kind of two approaches that can both work. People one is try. to make it like self-aware, like, yeah, I'm a little bit of an eccentric weirdo. I'm kind of a clown. I wear a costume. And one is like make it no, hyper it's like realistic. Dark yeah. and meaningful and there's nothing laughable about except, it. There's no tongue in cheek.
1: Except they even fail at their being of it being like nothing laughable. Because Batman's voice in Batman begins. Is the made me laugh a bunch when I was supposed to be crying? Because
0: he's supposed to be altering his voice so he can't be recognized no, as Bruce. No, no, no Ray, but that's as B wing. No,
1: no, no. That is no. This is altering your voice. This is Batman. He sounds like Nicolas
0: Cage. We gotta be careful because <laughs> Christian Bale has a reputation. If you criticize his acting, he might come and throw something at you. Okay. There was like this like <laughs> sound clip leaked from him on set. It might have been one of the Batman movies. Where like he just starts yelling and berating some some like extra or some kid like, you're nothing. I've been in all these movies. How dare you? Like just made himself look like a total jerk. Um, Well, we, we have to the second Batman movie, The Dark Knight, Um, I think is like one of the finest pieces of cinema ever created. So we got to we got to watch that we'll one see. and we'll see. OK, so tell me about so you're like super into pop culture. You're kind of one of those people who, like, you're you're highly critical of highly pop stuff, but you're also just, like, a consumer of all kinds of stuff. So you, you've almost been studiously consuming uh, comedies like Seinfeld, uh, now Frasier, uh, The Office, uh, Modern Family, Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. What are some things in pop culture right now, some trends that you like and some that you don't like?
1: All right, I'm going to do three of each. Or try to.
0: Perfect. I like arbitrary numbers.
1: Okay. Um, let start with the stuff I don't like because I'm a negative Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you mean by like – can you make it a little less broad for me? I need to understand better.
0: Okay. So things that – trends that you're seeing in movies – music video games tv shows a direction you're seeing things go that you say i like this this is better than the recent past i like the the way that culture is developing this way and other trends that you're like i don't like this i think it's getting worse than it used to be
1: oh i was just thinking about one a few days ago that, that i really that i've been seeing in movies that i hate a lot oh, I, don't, I don't well remember. so here's one
0: that's kind of it's sort of older but it's still around so mm. the trend that was largely kicked off by The Office, I think, of kind of the... Oh,
1: that's the camera one. ...camera
0: as a character, sort of like well, interview mockumentary style. Oh, well, that's not what I was Oh, say. well, then say what you are going to say.
1: <laughs> uh, I just remembered. I think it's... And this is more I see in commercials now. And I, I made a blog post about this. Um, what, oh, yeah.
0: What's your blog again? What's the... I'm
1: not going to advertise.
0: The this, Our listeners... Hi, Mom. Want it's, to know where to go? The,
1: the, the blog of NL at WordPress.com.
0: That's right. The blog of NL dot uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Um, Sorry. Um, you, you're you going to pay me later for that promo spot. <laughs> that's called product placement. You're going to pay me after we have this delicious ice cold Pepsi. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. Um, they're being very and i'll pro- I' probably go into depth more about this and on my blog post they commercials and really any advertising is getting very over genuine, and I mean by that is like, I don't know, I think this was started by yes, the office a, a little, but um,
0: like authentic and yeah like real,
1: yeah, so let's start with youtube the the people on there. Are not incredibly professional. Um, that isn't a bad thing. I mean, they're clearly doing something right. But the way they talk, the way they stutter on jokes, it's almost. What I mean by that when you when you're commentating on something or when you're making a joke, you almost instinctively say, like, stutter or mumble something because it gives it this like uncut authenticity that makes it funnier somehow. Um, you know, just to sort of mumble like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if we would do that. That sort of <laughs> thing. I don't know. A, a lot of people, I don't know, are attracted to that humor.
0: Well, um, so I'm wondering if, because it's, I've even heard like in business, people say, oh, if you want to do a Facebook ad? They perform a lot better. If it's literally just like, you filming yourself on your cell phone yes. with like bad hair and wind in the background no script benefits yeah and so
1: people brag on youtube about the fact that they don't have script. well so I,
0: i'm wondering if there's sort of two interesting things here one is i mean what we're doing right now is unscripted raw it's going to be yeah. unedited unless ryan but it can adds add points. some base to my voice
1: several points well
0: we've got some some outline and stuff but it's when people are sort of being and doing a weird
1: thing with your hands,
0: I use my hands when I talk. Uh. I can't if watch if I put them down, my brain doesn't work anymore. Me no make point, no understand. <sighs> I need them. Right. I need them.
1: All right, fine.
0: Let me just smack you in the face as I'm making my gestures. No, the when it's like real and people are people feel like yeah, it's just I'm I'm privy to an actual conversation and that kind of feels cool. When it gets a little weird is when a company like American Express spends like you know, a hundred million dollars to produce an ad that they purposely make to look like it was just a raw, authentic conversation. And then it starts to get like inauthentic by trying to be authentic.
1: Yeah, they don't. And it's they, the
0: whole, it's the whole, you know, chicken and the egg thing. All right.
1: that it's like, I, I saw a wet wipe commercial a, <laughs> a while ago that.
0: Was it authentic?
1: Yes, it inspired me to create the blog post and it really made me realize how much I hate that style of advertising. So thank you. Uh, What was it? I don't don't even know what company name it was. So no product placement. Johnson &
0: Johnson, Johnson Wet Wipes. (laughs) That's a thing. Maybe maybe our listeners are wondering right now if we were secretly paid by Wet Wipes to pretend like we were spontaneously criticizing a Uh, Wet Wipes commercial to get people to go to YouTube and watch it. That's too
1: meta. That's too much. But yeah, the woman, the woman advertising.
0: Inception. I
1: don't know. I I don't remember what she said, but she said something bizarre as an op. There was like an opposite to, I I don't even remember. She said something and then she was that like, wouldn't it work? And then she said, yeah, I don't think we could do that. You know, that'd be really weird. And then she's just started to stray away from the, um.
0: So instead wet of like wipes. the old like polished spokesperson, wet wipes are the most sanitary way to clean your house. You know, she was like trailing
1: like, off. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know what's gonna. Yeah, blah,
1: blah, blah, I don't our, well, know what our to wet say. wipes are pretty cool, but let me tell you about my cat. <laughs> <laughs> cat
0: wipes. Uh, so you yeah. you are. Are you writing a book? Right
1: now, yes. Um, it's you know, it's I'm typing it out technically. Um, technically, Ryan. it's um. You can't say technically without sounding like an uptight nerd. I
0: know, the the ones you throw that word in there, technically and actual actually, let me correct you. Well, um, okay, so c- tell you, know, tell us what it's about.
1: It's called the Grass Blade World, and it came to me when my sisters were watching Thumbelina, because, I don't know. And this is always a thing that's really bugged me. Bugged me. There's no. tiny. Um, <laughs> It's that characters will wear, like, leaves for clothing, when in reality, cotton plants would supply much more for them, for, like, clothing, and plant fibers would suffice for boats and stuff, but instead they just sort of like, ride around in primitive little leaves. It's not very... It's not as industrial as creatures that size you'd imagine would be. So, I don't know. I I created a little, um... A story about a weird, tiny creature named Zito, um... Who, you know... I don't know. He's smaller than a blade of grass, and I... I, I I don't want to spoil too much before I finish the book. So do you uh, feel like
0: it puts a lot of pressure on you now that you have announced that you are writing a book because people will be like, hey, where's that book? Is it done yet? Is I it- think
1: it probably will. I, I'm a little lazy with my writing. Um, but do you,
0: do you think that kind of pressure will help or does that tend to make you like more stressed?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think I just don't care. Because <laughs> you know people
0: are going to be like asking me to ask you or posting on Facebook, uh, where's that book? I want to read it. You know, yeah. all of our fans. Hi mom. <laughs> See, I told you a joke gets better. You repeat it. First it's funny, then it's not because it's been used too many times, and you keep repeating it enough. It gets That's funny. That's how again. internet
1: memes are born, Dad. They don't
0: What what's wrong with that? They're born for a reason.
1: <sighs> what is that? What reason are they born for?
0: Cause they're funny.
1: All right, let's move on to the next subject.
0: All right, so I had a couple more on here. Uh you know what let's skip around so I'll set the stage the other uh, like well I was gonna say day but it was really week month we were at an indoor mall one of those places that apparently still exist but it was like oh, a yeah. like everything is falling apart going out of business it was very sad those were, those were like indoor malls were
1: oh is this perfume was a part of
0: my childhood well we were and we were walking through the, one of the department stores perfumes. the other one out of business. yes yes and, and we noticed nolan was like you ever notice how the perfumes always have these kind of like dire and overly dramatic names like
1: obsession, obsession. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes. or
0: like, you know, whatever. And so we started to take them more and more extreme. So it was we like, to, you know, uh, like well, it went, nihilism by L'Oreal. Uh,
1: it was uh, Black Plague. By past. Yeah, well, because then, yeah, then it was
0: like, you know, some of them are like poison. So then yeah. we're like, you know, arsenic. And then, then we we'll are like Di- <laughs> Ebola.
1: Diabetes by Wilfred Brimley.
0: <laughs> what was the one you had? Uh, crippling depression.
1: Oh, yeah. Crippling depression and My uh, favorite was Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm
0: syndrome. Yeah. Like you can just imagine the ad with, you know, some desperate, sad, aimless looking. I want it, but person. I don't. Yes. I'm. I'm interested in you, but I'm interested in nothing. Mm-hmm. I care about nothing. Yeah, I thought the there's a whole string.
1: Cancer by Jacqueline.
0: Yeah, that's just straight <laughs> up. Let's just straight up go there all the way, yes. you know. Um, yeah, carcinogenic, melanoma. What? I don't know. I don't even know if those words go together. I don't. Because you could, you could take it in a lot of different directions. Ebola
1: I, by Raquel.
0: I already said Ebola. You did? Yeah, Aww. you can't double use a joke. I'm sorry. But that's a good one thank you me well you might have come up with that one i can't remember so i think we need to come out with our line of extreme perfumes that basically oh take there was the this one of these we perfume did they're based
1: off like drugs like because of uh oh, yeah because
0: there's one called wasn't there one obsession
1: that, and so i, I did was, drug addiction where oh, okay, it was like uh okay. i think it was like marijuana by someone and then i did uh I thought of Crystal Meth by Walter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like Breaking Bad. Yes, yeah,
1: like Breaking oh, Bad. Oh,
0: it's terrible. But I bet, You're terrible. I bet they would sell on that. You're so terrible.
1: You oh, I saw fall. this funny thing on Facebook recently. It was like a someone said, if, remember kids, if someone offers you drugs, say thank you because drugs are expensive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, wait a minute. That's a good point. I believe the last time we interviewed, you were like anti-Facebook.
1: I was. You
0: have now joined Facebook. You have basically become a middle-aged woman. I have. Yes, you're a, you're an old. Are yenta you a, midi- a middle-aged woman now? Then? Sharing pictures of your lunch.
1: I wasn't. Sharing. And posting
0: on people's wall. You never call. <laughs> oh God. No. What What made you decide to join Facebook and have you enjoy it? Because you it
1: kept so far? telling me to enjoy Facebook, to join Facebook. Did I? Yeah.
0: I must have been lonely. I joined on Facebook, Facebook, Facebook and, and
1: I, I don't know. It's. Do fine. you like it? Yeah, I don't check it a bunch but you know
0: that's probably good you don't we, want to become unhealthy. can we
1: move on to the you're, next you're subject bored by this? Right okay here. so uh
0: i just I, have a couple I, like we're July going off track brought, well there's no track i just listed a smattering uh, a buckshot of things a we smattering could smattering uh-huh with I, a just
1: smack of just ham a, just a
0: smear of things we could talk about i don't know why yiddish started to yiddish slang <sighs> started to work its way in okay watery with a smack of ham yes uh unschooling. This is mostly what we talked about last time. And my mm-hmm. suspicion is not just your personality, but this topic is what interested so many people in listening to that episode is, is hearing a, an unschooled kid. Uh, I hope that's not an ageist <laughs> slur. Uh, talk about the experience. So you're 12 now.
1: For um, young people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, what do you mean kid? Um, so unschooling, what do you I guess, what, what, what is your experience of it? What do you like? What do, you, do you have any things that you're worried like, oh no, I'm not going to learn certain things that are going to harm me in life? And do you feel that you have any challenges or struggles with having you know, so much freedom?
1: Mm. I don't know. Well, to start with why I like it, um, I guess I've never really been a class person. I every class I mean taken, you're classless
0: you have no class oh
1: I haven't um I haven't really learned anything from classes I haven't taken anything away from them I I don't know I just don't work well in a classroom I learn more through personal experience um you know I'm very into drawing things and you know as much as I want to get better, no art lessons have ever helped me. It's really it's really personal teaching that seem that really only works on me and I don't know. I just don't remember anything I'm taught in a classroom. It's just not important to me and I just don't work well in that um scenario. So, I like I like the freedom of unschooling. I like to have the option of not doing I like to, I don't know. I don't like to be um I don't know. School just doesn't it it's not compatible with my personality and I don't like that I don't know the environment it seems very forceful. Uh like they assume everyone is compatible with school. I, I just it's not that I it's not that the people that, you know, don't get good grades are dumb, it's that it probably just doesn't work for them that way. That's, you know, that's just not how I learn and those aren't the things that I want to learn. I don't want to learn about how we, we, America, something, something dominated something. <laughs>
0: um, the myth of the greatness of our country. Yeah. Um. Do you, okay, so what are some of the, the challenges? Because challenges. W- without saying, you know, obviously you, according to what you said, you prefer unschooling to the alternatives, but it doesn't mean it's without challenges. So what are some challenges to having such a great degree of freedom, not having structure sort of imposed or given to you, creating your own structure is really hard. And I know at times you have struggled with that and you have sort of wanted to impose some structure on yourself and you've tried different things like fasting from screens for a time or different things. And and, Yes. Structure
1: is hard. It's, um, I don't know. I'm not willing to go with the alternative, even if it means structure, because I think it's a it's a dangerous um, environment for the mind and even the body. I don't know, um, but yes, I have a I have a lot of problems with structure. Meeting people is a little harder when you're not in like crammed into a building with like fifty other children. Um, but.
0: Um what what are some things that you do to try to overcome the tendency to kind of just like let the day waste away without producing or the tendency to not meet enough people? What are some things you've done to try to help you um, overcome those challenges?
1: Well, I try to keep myself on a schedule. Um, it's it's not very like complex, but it's just like a way of managing. How much technology I take in, say, like, you know, I get one hour to just like browse the internet, but, you know, otherwise I'm, uh, I'm pretty, uh, techless, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been working on, um, trying to manage what I do in a day a little better, but, um.
0: What, what for you? If you were to describe, like, a day that you think would be, like, a well-lived, productive day, what would that include?
1: Hmm. i wake up, shower, get all of that out of the way. Um, let's see. Breakfast, you know, on time. I, I usually disorganize my meals.
0: <laughs> I'm um, the same way. I forget to eat.
1: But, um... I don't know, maybe have a few uh times meeting other people planned. Um, you know, get an hour at my computer and and, you know. What
0: do you when you've got that hour just to browse whatever, what do you usually find yourself doing?
1: I usually just watch a bunch of YouTube videos mindlessly and I'm trying not to do that. I wanna do something with my hour a little more constructive, like maybe try to beat a level on a game or, um... What
0: what kind of videos draw you in on YouTube? Like movie reviews, game reviews? Movie
1: reviews are probably what I watch the most. Um, I'm not as into, um, gaming videos as I used to be. I mean, if I were, I'd probably spend my time watching stuff related to Minecraft, but, you know, that that market has kind of crashed on YouTube. So
0: yeah, you, you definitely must watch a lot of video and movie and TV reviews because you'll often tell me things about shows and movies that like I've you've never, never seen, seen. and yeah. they're like 20 years old or whatever. Yeah. You seem to love that, that kind of stuff. So you'll, so you'll do your I hour. I like
1: critics. They're fun.
0: And then, um, you usually draw for yeah, so several I, I, hours I do a, a lot day. of
1: drawing. I have tons of, you know, piles of stuff that I draw. Um, yeah, just to balance it out, um, you know, see some people. I don't know, take a few bike rides. I I don't know. That that's usually what makes me happiest in a day.
0: So, um, you had a short-lived sandwich business. Yes, you I You created did. your first company. Um, is it is it now dead? Or might it resurrect in the in the future? Well. Hasn't thought I don't.
1: So. I don't want to confirm or deny anything to, because I customers are probably listening. <laughs> so
0: your your shareholders. It's, you don't want the stock to plummet. Yeah, based I, on I mean, rumors?
1: I. I don't want to speak for the future, but I think as of now, I'm probably not going to be. Going back anytime soon. I, I liked making the sandwiches. I liked, uh, you know, giving them to people. It was a fun experience, but I lose too much money.
0: Well, you didn't lose money the, the last time. You just have for, to you have to buy in bulk, and it's yeah, harder. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I lose
1: too much money for um, the money that I make back. And, you know, if I – I mean, the best way to, lo- to not lose as much money – if I were like a lot of other sandwich businesses, I'd probably, you know, buy stuff in bulk, but usually they aren't as good quality then. So I just felt like, you know, th- th- this was a fun experience and I don't regret taking it, but it's not um, it's not helping me enough. So I just decided to, uh, you know.
0: Well, and this, this came about because you were like, why do kids always do lemonade stands? And I was like, yeah. well, it's one of those things with a low barrier to entry. It's easy to do. And you're like, why not a sandwich stand? And so then we kind of started brainstorming. Well, you know, you got to go somewhere where a bunch of people want sandwiches at the same time. So you took them to, to uh, leave Uncle Levi's office, et mm-hmm. cetera. And it did pretty well. You went first and gave everybody a free sample in exchange for them signing up on your email list, uh-huh. which was a, which was a great, great way to get going and then take orders. But as you said, you are very quality focused and you only wanted to use really high quality ingredients that uh-huh. you yourself like, which which meant that your margins were not very good. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty it was kind of a fun experience to yeah, do, it wasn't was it? Fun. So what what do you think? Do you ever You're twelve <sighs> and each year that goes by, you probably feel a little bit of pressure, if if not internally, at least from society, to like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And like think about do you ever think about what are you gonna to do to like earn money to have a career? Does that stress you out? Do you I have think ideas? About that a lot, but what do you think?
1: What I usually move to for comfort, but you know, what I try to remind myself of is that it's sort of the misconception, in my opinion, that you have one thing that you're gonna be when you grow up, or like one thing you're gonna chase after, start at McDonald's and then become like I don't know, like a firefighter or, so, or a doctor or something. <laughs> Whack
0: Arnold's is tearing this family apart.
1: <laughs> but um, I've always kind of liked to think that you don't have to stick to one career. I just want to, you know, get enough money for it and then do whatever job sounds fun. I, I, I've i had a lot of ideas for video games. I've had a lot of ideas for movies. I thought of a uh, fun idea for a... Re- What, a a game show? Um, I, I, like, food and food companies, that sort of thing. I don't really, I don't think I have to be limited to one career, and that's what I go for for comfort. It makes me, it calms me down a lot about the whole, like, pressure to decide what you're going to be, and, you know, I think it's a more rational way of seeing it.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird though. The older you get, especially once you start to get in your teens and twenties, it'd be it's so much easier to have a simple answer for people. I want to be this, or I'm studying this, because it like makes other people feel comfortable. Like they want to be able to identify you as one thing, and it's like mm-hmm. when you're kind of. I do a lot of stuff. It's like, what? You're like Kramer. Nobody knows what you do. (laughs) It like makes people uneasy. And so you get this weird tension where It's phenomenal. You're sort of like socially rewarded for artificially constraining your your track early in life. Um because it just makes it makes it easier to answer people. But in reality, you know, I've say this a lot. Like what you'll be doing in 10 years probably doesn't even exist yet. So just continuing to to move forward. But there's still you still at some point you gotta earn money. So like Mm -hmm. Even if you're developing whack, several Arnold's. interests, yeah, you got to have like a job of some kind, whatever. I'm going to start charging you rent next year, so you better... All right. I was kidding. I'm not going to start next year. Oh, okay. Cool. But I but I will eventually.
1: I wasn't paying attention, so I didn't know you said next oh, year.
0: You, oh, you just owned me by turning it <gasps> into an insult. Owned? I can't believe... Yeah, Isn't that what kids say this day? P- <laughs> pond or I don't something?
1: Like, I don't like those modern
0: phrases. Oh, too good for them huh? mm-hmm. Too good for your peers. All right let's let's close with a final a final introspection or reflection. Mm-hmm. How do you think life is different for you as a 12 year old than it was for uh-huh. me when I was a 12 year old uh, 21 and a half years ago?
1: That's a good question.
0: Well, thank you. They call me Larry King. What? Larry King. That, that has
1: no value because I, I don't know who Larry... He's a
0: host. He's an interviewer famous for asking probing questions.
1: Yes, except Larry King is like barely a subject now, so...
0: How times have changed.
1: Um. Specify that a little better for me.
0: Well, how do you imagine... Yeah. What do you imagine are the the main differences between life for a twelve year old today versus twenty years ago?
1: Um, I don't know. Hold on. Um. Let me think about that. Um.
0: Or even just like what you know of my childhood. How do, how how do you think yours differs?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna speak for myself and not all twelve year olds now.
0: But you're supposed to be a raging collectivist.
1: <sighs> um I think they're based on the stories you tell me about having to rake squirrel manure, um I, I think there's a little more freedom there, just from what I've seen of um I don't know, the The way parenting was done back then, I I think things are a little more open. I've noticed unschooling is definitely not as taboo anymore. Um, That's true. I don't know. I I think it's just a matter of there being more freedom. Um,
0: More choice in everything. I mean, just technology, the fact that you can have a phone or computer with your own individual mix of apps and you can listen to an individual song instead of buying an album or hearing whatever comes on the radio, like customization Mm -hmm. and everything.
1: Yep. But I don't have much to add to that question, honestly, because, I don't know, I don't don't think I, well, yeah, there's not much I can say on that. You don't
0: spend your waking hours thinking about me as a 12-year-old? No. And comparing yourself to your father? No. Trying to live up? To my greatness, coming up in my shadow, the oppressive weight.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. You're not going to give me anything else with that. I'm trying here. Right, I'm I just, thought that was kind of funny. I thought I'd just let
1: you keep talking until you burn yourself out.
0: I, that's never going to happen. No. That's the problem. But you should know because you're pretty good at that too.
1: All right. All right.
0: Anything else you want to say? We're, we're wrapping up. You want to leave anybody with anything? Any final jokes, comedy bits? Don't do drugs. Okay.
1: Um, and... God's ashamed of your body. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where, bye.
0: Where did that come from? That is the worst message for youths today that you can possibly put out well, there.
1: Well, mom always says this. What does God want you to be ashamed of? Your body.
0: As a joke, people. Yes, I want as you a to, joke. to realize this is done as a joke. We're
1: that not, was, that was was. But that was my message. We're not trying
0: to perpetuate Don't do drugs and God issues. hates your body. We're trying to make light of it. All right. So long. Bye. Hey, I want to tell you about two other podcasts real quick. The first is called Forward Tilt. Check it out. Five to 10 minute episodes about specific ideas to improve your personal and professional life. Basic thoughts, uh, concepts, just a single one in each episode boiled down real quick. If you like that five to 10 minute format, check it out wherever it is that you subscribe and listen to podcasts it's called Forward Tilt pretty good if I do say so myself. The second one is called Office Hours. It's TK Coleman, frequent guest of this podcast, and myself. And we spend about 30 minutes every week answering specific questions from specific people. Could be you if you send us a question about success in the workplace. Primarily primarily professional success for people sort of early in their careers, but it actually covers a pretty broad range. Anything from how to ask for a raise, how to impress somebody, how to know what kind of work to do, how to what to what to do when someone won't respond to your emails, anything like that. It's full of wit and wisdom that is characteristic of conversations with TK. Check out Office Hours and Forward Tilt if you like the kind of stuff on this show. Thanks for listening. <laughs>